It's whatever you do with the Word, that's what it will produce. If you do nothing with it, it produces nothing. If you apply the Word, as, we've been, as we talked about last Wednesday, if you apply it to situations, it will begin to change those situations. That's what the Word does. And so, tonight I want to look at, just for the few minutes here, I, I, I want to look at a, a verse we read and just kind of read through it last Wednesday, found in Hebrews chapter 4. And um, I have four passages I want to look at tonight and continue to talk about what it looks like to apply the Word. You know, if, if, um, if you have something, sometimes I'll have be working or whatever and, and you got clean hands but they're dry hands and you want the dryness to go away. So what do you do? You apply some lotion. I got some really good lotion that I just love. I never used to like lotion on my hands. I mean, you know, man, you got dried out hands and you know why would you want to put lotion on your hands but man I love putting lotion on my hands I don't care what anybody says and but but if you just if you just put a big old glob in the middle of your hand and you don't apply it it, it'll it'll only make the 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 little piece in the middle of your hand smooth you've got to apply it all over to make the dryness go away right and it's it's the way that the word is we've got to learn to not just know the word and know what the Bible says, but be able to apply it to specific situations. And so, in Hebrews 4 and verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Let me ask you a question. What do you use a sword for? Hmm? Battle, right? A sword is used for battle. Everybody say battle. Okay? And the Word of God is compared to a two-edged sword. What, 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 what does a two-edged sword do? You know? I always carry a little bitty uh, Leatherman in my in my pocket. It's got a little bitty knife, right? Yeah, uh, my other Leatherman that was a little bit bigger. I tried to go through security in an airport, and they took it. <laughs> I forgot it was in my pocket. Anyway, so that's a. That's a one-edged knife sword, right? So, what's the benefit of one that has two edges? Yeah. And, and what will that do in battle? Twice the damage. It'll help you, right? So, the Word of God is more powerful than what you can do with your little knife. The Word of God can do double what you can do. Let's just say that tonight. So, the Word of God is living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Why, did he, why 
so he's given us a clue of where we're to use the Word of God. Did it say, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, able to use it on your neighbor? Hmm? No, no, no. Able to use it on your spouse? No, didn't say that, right? Able to use it on, you know, some family member you don't like? No, didn't say that. Actually, it didn't say for it to be used on flesh and blood. It said, sharper than any two-edged sword, able, able to, or piercing to the division of soul and spirit, to, to separating your soul and your spirit and understanding what the real issue and the problem is. Then it says, then the last part of that says, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So what is the understood subject beyond the Word of God in this passage? It's the soul. It's the soul. It's the, it's the, it, it separates between the soul and the spirit, and then it's the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the, of the soul. See, because the soul is the heart of you. There's the heart of you that is the spirit of you also, but here, the heart there represents the soul, the thinking, the mind, will, and the emotions. Where is the battle in your life? <laughs> the battle is in your mind. And if we're not applying the Word in the midst of the battle, we're losing. Now, that's the first verse. Um, the second one is in James 1. James 1. That wasn't Hebrews 1. This is James 1. James 1 and verse 21. <clears throat> and I'm going to read verse 21 in the Amplified. So, get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the Word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to do what? Save your soul, renew your mind. To understand where the real battle is. The, the Word of God is the sword that does the battle. And if you're trying to work things out in your life, within yourself, and you're not applying the Word of God, man, you are, you're, you are working an uphill battle that you will never win. Never. Now, let's, let's just take... I'm, I'm going to take a scenario right here, and, I, and, and let's just say that this scenario has to do with, with your life. Who, whose life? Yours. 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 Everybody's. Okay? So, <clears throat> one day you wake up, you've had a good night's sleep. You feel good. You feel like you rolled out of the right side of the bed. You feel like all the juices are flowing. 
It's a great day, man. You're confessing the Word. You're speaking the Word. You know, a few hours go by and things are going really well. Lunchtime comes, you know. Somebody calls and invites you to lunch and they buy your lunch. Man, it's a great day. A few hours go by, you know, and just good things are floating through the day. I mean, it's a, it's a Holy Ghost God day. Amen? I mean, everything is happening. I mean, you know, it just seems like, you know, money's going to fall out of the sky and hit you in the head. Because everything's such a great, it's just a great day. You go home that evening, everything's good, eat a great dinner, you, you know, you sit around, you talk to your family, everything's great, you lay down, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning and you didn't sleep well, you feel like you've been run over by a truck, you feel like, you know, fear has gripped your mind, all of a sudden things don't seem right. Your, your phone's sitting on your nightstand next to your bed, and all of a sudden it's going off, and it's somebody you don't even like. Why are they calling me? You know, you get up a couple hours in, you've gone to work, and, you know, people are grouchy and mad, and, and, and somebody blames you for something, and here we go, and here we go, and here we go. And, and, and all of a sudden, the memory of yesterday is way gone. All of a sudden you find yourself saying, you know what? I mean, it just seems like all hell's breaking loose against me all the time anymore. Wait, you just had a great day. Yeah, you just had a great day. But all of a sudden, all that's gone. Why? Because of the stuff that's coming against you. You forgot to speak the word because you had such a bad night. You're focused on how bad the night was. You're carrying about how bad the night was all through the morning. Lunchtime comes, you know, uh, you go to some restaurant, and you're eating lunch at a restaurant. You know, they bring your food out. You had some fries on the plate, and they burned them. Dad, gum. Lady pours tea over onto you, and it just goes all over you. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, and, and you're mad at her, and you're mad at the next person. You go back to work, and you're mad at all of them. Why? Because all through the morning and all through the day, you've never applied the Word. Because the circumstances have got the best of you. And where do the circumstances get the best of you at? In your soul. See, in this James 1, notice what he says. He said, get rid of all of the uncleanness, all the wickedness. Get rid of it. What does that mean? That means that there are some ungodly things that are going on at different times in your life. Ungodly. Everybody say ungodly. There are ungodly thoughts, attitudes, and circumstances and situations that try to get the best of you to get you discouraged that God's Word doesn't work. And we just have to admit it. We, we live in a world, and especially with social media, and you know, I, I feel like I've been... A little hard on social media as of late. You know, I've said a few hard things about it. But it's the truth. If you spend more time in social media and on social media than you do meditating the Word, I promise you, your mind is going to be distracted. And, and, and what it's after is to get the best of you. And, and we live in a social media world where everybody posts all the great things that are happening in their life. Well, you know what? That's a good thing. 
they ought to do a news channel where it's just all great. You know, instead of this one got murdered and this one got run over and this one, this ugly thing happened and this guy got electrocuted. And I mean, you know, it's just like, and then at the end of the newscast, it's like, you know, and well, we're just glad that, you know, they saved a whale or something. I don't, I don't know. You know, whatever it is that they say. So they say one good positive thing and all the rest of it, so much of it's just negative. We ought to have, a, we ought to have the, the positive news network. Hmm? PNN. Or somebody ought to start it. You know, so, so we need, it's good to be positive. But sometimes we're in denial. You, you, you will never apply the word to difficult situations when you're in denial. When you're not admitting what is really what you're really struggling with. Now don't raise your hand when I say this. Well, let me tell you what the national statistic is. The national statistic, so you can decide whether you're in this number or not, or what, which number you're in. 88% of Americans have considered suicide. Either the poll's wrong or people aren't being honest. Here's the liberating thing about that thought. We're not held accountable for what comes across our, our mind, but what we do with it. Hmm? If, you, if, you've had, if you've had five days in a row like one of those days I was just talking about, and, and, and then you have maybe five months, and maybe you've gone through a stretch of about four years of it seeming like things have been difficult or whatever in your life, I can promise you, because I know the devil, that a thought like that might come to your mind. We're not held accountable for the thoughts we have. It's what we do with them. And we have this to apply it to our soul and to the thoughts that come, and this is what will run those thoughts away. Right? And we have the power to fill our minds that that eventually, if we stay with it, will fill up our spirit man so that our spirit man gets stronger than what our soul says and then those thoughts are fleeting and you don't have those thoughts anymore. You never have a thought like that. But every person that is growing to a certain level, every person could have a thought like that. They could. I didn't say you have, but I'm saying you could. But the Word of God is active, operative, energizing, and it's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And what is it for? Battle. Not against your neighbor or any human being. It's the battle of the soul. And when the Word of God is applied to a situation, you wake up in the morning, you feel like you've been run over, before your feet touch the ground out of bed. Lord, I thank you. That your word is true today. I thank you that greater is he that's in me than the way I feel right now. 
Lord, I, I, I thank you that today that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and freedom. And I thank you, Lord, that my mind is free from these, the, the, these fearful thoughts or this overwhelming thoughts that have tried to attach themselves to my soul. I declare today that I'm free in Jesus' name. I promise you. I promise you because God is faithful to His Word. If you apply the Word like that to a difficult situation, I promise you it'll change your day. It'll change it. It'll change it. doesn't mean that you don't have, that there's not, there's not the effects of what you went through and that you've got to stand guard throughout the day, that you've got to apply it throughout the day. It doesn't mean that. You don't just say a couple things and everything goes away and everything's perfect. I didn't say that. I didn't even, even a little bit say it that way. I'm telling you, you have to apply the Word, and then the Word has to hammer that thing all day long. Anytime a thought comes back, bam! I'm going to hammer it. I'm not giving into it. Not playing that game, not going to allow the devil to overcome and, and, and ruin it. And there's times throughout the day when you've been applying the word and it seems like that the word is not working. Does that change anything with God? Absolutely not. You stay with it. I mean, what's the alternative? If you don't stay with the word, then you're going to stay connected to the world. And the fears and the thoughts and everything that goes with it. Amen? Verse 22 says, But be doers of the word and not just hearers. Because a doer, if, if you're not a doer and you're only a hearer, it says right here in this verse that you deceive yourself. And here's what I want to say to you tonight. And I want you to just keep this in the back of your mind as you take this tonight with you. If you're not doing what you hear, if you're not doing what you hear, then deception is present. Being deceived is, is present. And so what that means to a hearer that is deceived is that what stops the deception, what stops the lies, is you being honest with yourself in what you're dealing with. If you're mad, be honest with yourself that you're mad and get rid of the anger. Get rid of it. Apply the word to it. If you're fearful of a specific thing, Admit the fact. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of this. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. God, I, I need your help in this situation. I promise you, you go to God with honesty. He already knows where you're at. It's not about Him. It's about us being honest with ourselves about what we're dealing with so that He'll bring to us. I go to God, I say, God, I'm fearful of this situation. I'm glad you said that. Let me tell you what to say. Every time I'm honest with where I'm at, God will show me what to say. You're struggling with fear, and God comes and He says, Bert, I want, I want you to know this. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, 
I didn't give you fear. So that fear that you're experiencing is not from me. I give, I've given you power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. Now I want you to act like it. I want you to apply the word. Command that fear to go in Jesus' name. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, when I'm honest with myself, I can hear so clearly. And when I hear from God about what to say, see, it's not confessing the whole Bible at the devil. A word in season is what causes the situation to change. The right word at the right time in season causes situations to change. But first and foremost, I have to be honest with myself. God, I'm afraid <laughs> and I'm struggling. I'm afraid and I'm struggling and I want to quit and I don't want to do this. I'm afraid. Good, I'm glad you said that. Now, let's, let's get to business and let's, let's get rid of this thing. I'm, I'm telling you, you can, your, your ears will open up and they'll perk up because you're not trying to act like there's nothing wrong. Listen to me. There are going to be more things that aren't right. But God already has the answer before you get there. It's already there. That's why we have to be so open to be able to hear what He's trying to get over to. Can you, say, can you hear what I'm saying? So, so, the deception that he's talking about to just being a hearer, okay, is that we're not hearing what to do. It's not just, okay, i got to figure out what to do. No, 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 not, not you figuring out what to do. It's you hearing from him about what to do and then doing it. And that's why most people don't do, because they don't know what to do. And it first begins with being honest with yourself. Can you say amen? For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. So here's a mirror, looking at my pretty face. And notice what he says. A natural man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, and then he goes away, and immediately he forgets. Now watch. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, into the Word of God, he who's meditating on this, and he continues in it. Everybody say continue. Not one time, not trying it to see if it works, but I mean, we're going to continue in this. Continue what? Applying the Word, hearing the voice of God about what to apply, and apply it to a situation so that the natural ungodly circumstances that are attacking my soul don't win over in my day. And I'm telling you folks, this life is a day-to-day. -day. You can have goals for five years from now, but if you don't live victorious today... I'm telling you, five years from now is going to become ten in the things that you're looking for and expecting. It's a day to day. And the increase of the attack of the enemy because of the day that we live in is more than it's ever been. And that's just the way time works. The enemy knows his days are short. He knows it. And he's pulled all the stops out. And our focus isn't on the devil and the enemy and everything that the devil does. But the Bible's very clear when it says this. Don't give the devil any place. Hmm? Don't give him place. And the way we give him place is allow our thoughts to run in 14 different directions and do nothing with it. But he who looks into the perfect law 
the law of liberty, which is the Word of God. He's not a forgetful hearer, but he's a doer of the work. This one will be blessed. And one translation says, in everything that he does. Everybody say everything. 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 Why? Because we have the word that we're applying and that we're putting out there, and then we're stepping into and walking into what the word is preparing, and you can't be anything but blessed. And you can have a horrible day in the natural and be blessed of God. Why? Because you're doing the Word. Yeah, the pastor, I did it all day long. Okay. That's what we're supposed to do all day long. And, 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 and when it's a day where it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of difficulty, still do the Word. See, we're practicing this in season and out of season. We're practicing it and putting it to work when it's difficult and when it's not difficult. Same word. Rejoice and enjoy the days when there's not the attacks there were in different days. But don't get off the word. Can you say amen? Okay. Last two passages found in John 14 and John 15. And I'll end with this. John 14 and verse 21. Gosh, what did John... Oh, here it is. I was already in John. John 14 and verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not not Judas Iscariot, but Judas, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him and said, If anybody loves me, He will, what? Keep my word. One translation says, He will continue in my word. Did you see that in James 1? To those who continue in the word. They're not just just hearers of the word of God. They're not just hearers. But they're doers who continue to apply. We want to be people that continue to apply the word. And in my continuation of applying the Word, then the Word becomes real to me. Now watch. He said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my Word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Look at the 15th chapter and the 7th verse. 15 and 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. If you abide in me, if you, make, if you take up residency in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. God's desire is that you and I bear much fruit. And where does that come from? He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, 
Ask whatever you desire and it will be given to you. So in other words, in other words, as I experience and I'm faced with situations or feelings in my life. Let me ask you this. Think of a, you can think of however many other things that, that apply to this. But how many sitting here today, don't raise your hand, have ever felt like you're a loser? You've ever compared yourself to someone else and said that I don't measure up? Who's ever felt emotional issues regarding something along that line, and it can be whatever it is, and you felt like there's no way to get that off of you or get past that. Well, I'm not doing like what my friend is doing, or I'm not doing like what I see other people doing. And I saw someone that's my age, and, 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 and you know, they've accomplished this, and I've not accomplished certain things in my life, and I feel like I'm a loser. I feel like I've been passed by and passed over, and God's forgotten about me, and, and it's too late for me, or it's too... Whatever. And, and you, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be older in age to feel like that time has passed you by. You can be 15 years old and feel like time has passed you by. You can be 15 years old and be a freshman in high school. I think that's the age. And think, see some 12-year-old and think, man, I wish I could have done that when I was in junior high. Man, I wish I could have been that. Look at, he, he's, he's a star. He's doing this thing, and, and I'm not doing that. And man, if I could just be like him at 12 and, and feel like your whole world has passed you by. You say, oh, come on. No, 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 no. There are 15-year-olds blowing their brains out because of things like that. And when I say 15-year-old, there's 20-year-olds, and there's 25-year-olds, and there's 30-year-olds, and 35, and 40, and 50, and 60, and 70, and 80, and 90. It doesn't matter what age. The enemy will lie to us and tell us these kind of things. And God says, if we abide in Him, and His Word abides in us, then the desires of our heart, He'll make sure those things will come to pass. And the way we do that is when those thoughts, oh, you're a loser. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No. In fact, in fact, I know, you know, when a voice comes and you know it's the enemy saying something like that, yeah, devil, you're, you're right. It looks like, because I haven't accomplished this right here, it looks like I'm a loser. But contrary to that, the Word of God says I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. God loves me as much as He does Jesus. God desires for me more than I desire for myself. And if God is for me, then nobody can be against me, so how could I be a loser? And see, if I don't apply, and it's not just screaming at the devil. I mean, I know I'm, I'm loud, and I talk loud, and I pray loud, and all those kind of things. But you don't have to pray loud. Devil, you're defeated. Greater is He that is in me. And I know it. And I give that thought no place. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to yell and scream and spit or do anything else. There's no anointing in spitting. What we have to do is be consistent. 
and we have to continue. And last Wednesday we read this verse, John 8, 32. If you're taking notes, write it down. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's the truth that I know and I apply. That's the truth that I hear and then I meditate on and I do. And when I become a doer as a result of what I'm hearing from God, how can you not be blessed in everything that you do? There's no way. It's impossible. It's impossible. Everybody say tonight, I'm a doer. Say, I am a doer of the Word of God. I hear, I meditate, I hear, and I do. Do you hear what I just said? I hear, I meditate, I hear, and I do. So I hear the preached word, I meditate on the preached word, I hear from God, and then I do what God says. And I tell you what, that recipe right there is a win-win. I don't care who you are, what you've ever experienced. I don't care what's ever happened in your life. And, it, and, and what, however you feel, God already knows you feel that way. So take that feeling to Him. Lord, I feel this way. I hate that I feel this way. I ask you to forgive me for, a, for, for allowing this to be in my life. But I need your help. I need you to show me what to do. I need you to show me in your word what is true and what is right. I'm telling you, as you go for, before God and it becomes a personal relationship, then what happens is what that verse of Scripture just said. You're abiding in Him. His Word is abiding in you. And the things that you're asking Him for, you receive. See, God's not in the... He's not over here dangling things and, well, I don't know, you didn't ask right, you dumb kid. I mean, He, he didn't look at us like that. He wants us coming before Him with faith that God is God already has all the answers. Because see, if we try it and it doesn't work in our time period, then we go try something else. God doesn't want you trying all these things. He wants you to trust that He's got it. I'm telling you, and He does. He's got it all. He's got it all financially for you, spiritually for you, mentally and emotionally, and in every way in your life. He's got all that you need and actually more than enough. Amen?